time for me. We pillage, we plunder, we rifle and loot. Drink up, me hearties, yo-ho. We kidnap and ravage and don't give a hoot. Drink up, me hearties, yo-ho. Yo-ho, yo-ho, a pirate's life for me. We extort, we pilfer, we filch and sack. Drink up, me hearties, yo-ho. Marauding and dazzle and even hijack. Drink up, me hearties, yo-ho. Welcome back to a Real Bucks Talk podcast. This is Michael Plus, joined by Mark Ramirez, as always. And Mark, how about that weekend? I th- do you think Mike Evans is our best corner on the team right now? Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> he had more picks than Brent Grimes, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, it was just, uh, I didn't really watch the Pro Bowl, but it was just fun uh, to see like the highlights. And I see Mike Evans had an interception, pass breakup, and I'm not sure if he had anything else, but... I mean, he didn't get hurt. That's the big. Yeah, thing. that's that's what's that's what counts. And they were just having some fun. Uh, but it was it was an interesting weekend. Uh, had the Senior Bowl, had the had the Pro Bowl, had some um, you know some football things going on before the till we get to this week, which is the Super Bowl. So, um, but anyway, I mean, how was your weekend? Well, I keep wanting to watch the dodgeball tournament. I uh, never watch it. <laughs> that's one thing I actually do want to watch that I thought was kind of cool that they added. Mm-hmm. But um, other than that, just the usual working and then staying around the house, having some wine. That's about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Relaxing. Yeah, I was I – was, uh, I forgot to uh, – I was going to get into more tape work with the draft, and that just – it didn't happen. So <laughs> I just kind of lounged around yesterday with the rain going on and, and watched uh, some 24. So That was ugly. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, I wanted – we also had the Super Bowl anniversary of the Bucks, and I kind of wanted to get into that, just like talk our, our story a little bit. Um, we're actually watching at the at your house, I believe, your parents' house. So mm-hmm. just talk a little bit about that. That was that was some good times. Yeah, we were twelve and thirteen, I believe. Yeah, that it's been that long, guys. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I was a little fat kid back then. Back then, <laughs> and every touchdown just flying around the damn house, yeah. probably feeling earthquakes around somewhere. But I mean, it was. That was that was the time to be a Bucks fan. Mm-hmm. That was everyone. Everyone was a Bucks fan. Yeah. I remember we, we even had like a a good omen or whatever you call it uh-huh. when we're at our bus stop. Damn it! That long ago, we're at our bus stop waiting. Yeah, and it's Friday. We're like, it's gonna be a Bucks uh, Super Bowl, uh-huh. and we get to our bus stop and we see the Bucks flag. There was a Bucks flag sitting at our bus stop. Yeah. Why was it there? Who the hell knows? But That's it right. was there. That's right. Didn't I pick it up and start running? Yes, like, you back did. and forth. You're running, screaming at oh, other buses that <laughs> let's go Bucks. Was that, was that the week before the Super Bowl or is that after we that, won? No, I, that I, was the week that think, was the week of. I think it was the week of. Yeah, yeah. That was the Friday before the weekend. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, what are the chances of that being there? And yeah, yeah that to me I was like, Oh, we already won based on that. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. I remember that. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, was... and so please, Bucks. I we won one when I was a little shit. Couldn't drink. Couldn't actually enjoy it like a real man. Even though as I'm, I was probably more excited then than I'm going to be excited when we do go again. But I want to be able to say I want to go to it or mm-hmm. live it up and just just enjoy it, like experience it. Right. right. Yeah. Back then it was so it was not much as more that I could do than just scream at the TV and run around yeah yeah no i agree with that i thought it was i thought it was great to uh yeah it was just it was fun times i mean enjoying that sharing it and uh you know having pizza and just 
that was that was those were the days. I mean, just watching Allstott and um, you know how good our defense was. Oh, right. I mean, we pretty much knew the Bucks were going to win that game before it even started, just because of the the intel that Gruden had. And yeah. Gruden was quarterback in practice. Yeah. <laughs> so. That was uh that was awesome to see, um, but yeah, I was just thinking about that, and you saw it on Twitter on Saturday, and a lot of uh, stories were being shared, and um, you know Warren Sapp was you know taking photos, he's like, and then Brad Johnson had his whole anniversary, like he had everything decked out, like Super Bowl <laughs> and everything, so um, it was just it was cool to see. Yeah, I mean, let's just let's bring it back, guys. Let's yeah. bring it. Come on, let's let us at least get to the playoffs again. Yeah. Yeah, and winning. Now, I know. Now we're getting into you know the time of year where we all get pretty much excited, and that's the off season. And figure out, you know, me and you, we've had discussions this week about what we're going to do with Donovan Smith, Quan Alexander, all those guys, and free agency. You know, how much money um, are we going to spend on them? You know, who do we keep? Who do we cut? All that. But uh, and then also talking about the draft, and um, that was another thing. Like on the Senior Bowl, we found I found some guys that were not really talked about, but now we're starting to talk about them more. And that was, um, one of them was Kalen Sanders yeah. from, uh, I think it was Western Illinois, the defense tackle. Like he's, he's impressive. Yeah. If y'all haven't seen him, it's, you can't see like full game tape. I'm trying to look for more, more for that, but mm-hmm. he has his highlight tapes and the big boy, six, one, three twenty, can do a backflip. Yeah. And Gruden, like if you haven't seen it on YouTube, go Kalen mm-hmm. Sanders or Saunders. A man that big that can do a backflip with the ease that he does and how yeah. athletic it looks like, like that's special. I yeah. mean, he was a small school guy, but he's he played big and he had a he got a sack in the senior bowl too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, with a nice move. I mean, he had the, the nice swim move over, uh, just direct path to the quarterback. So that was nice to see. Uh, he was one. Um, Dalen Mack is another one. I think he's from I want to say Texas, but I'm not sure. Maybe Texas A&M. But he's another guy that looks uh, looks pretty good. It's kind of similar build, you know, shorter but stout. You know, has that good body type. Stocky, uh, lower. Yeah, can win with leverage, like. Yeah, and exactly. Saunders guy is just quick twitch, yeah. a quick twitch, mm-hmm. but just that same lower stocky half. Yeah. But if you have that with combo of quick twitch, I mean, that's nasty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was that was nice to see. Um, you know, a couple other notes from the Senior Bowl. Quarterbacks just <laughs> don't really impress me. Uh, I think the only one that we do like is, is Daniel Jones. Um, he did look good. Um, you know, Will Greer and Drew Locke had their moments, but they only played like one series. Uh, other than that, I didn't really see much. There was one running back. I think it was Wes Hills. He's like a sleeper running back. He looked pretty good. But other than that, uh, not too much. Um, but you yeah. got me on those. I, <laughs> I literally was wine and entertaining all weekend. So. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I just I rewatched a little bit. I only watched like the first half, and um, I heard the second half. I'll have to go back and watch. But um, anyway, I think we wanted to get into um, – some Harold Goodwin uh, talk about him, the offense line coach. That's been a big discussion this week is the offense line and, you know, what's going on with it and how we're going to improve it and definitely needs to be a strength. So, um, you know, just talk a little bit about what he can bring us. And I think he's going to be um, a, definitely a bonus and definitely an upgrade from what we had before. Yeah. I mean, let's look at him and where he's from and stuff like that. So Harold Goodwin's only 45 years old. Uh, He's been with B.A. since 2007 with the Steelers when B.A. was O.C. over there. Yeah, so he's with the Steelers, and he went to the Colts with him when um, what was the Pagano hired him mm-hmm. as O.C. He, B.A. brought him over there, and then he went over to the Cardinals 
Didn't work at all last year. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. And then now he's with us again. Right. So continuity with the guy. He knows him. He trusts him. What we've been wanting, right? He's going to be our run game coordinator and O-line coach. He's been an O-line coach since 1998. So the man knows what he's doing with an O-line. Mm-hmm. There's not many notable names, though, that he's brought up, which I thought was kind of weird. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm thinking about it, was was he part of the transition with Leonard Davis? Or was that before there? That's a good question. Right? I think Leonard was before he arrived in Arizona, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. But, I mean, either way, it's the trust, I think, that B.A. has in him. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, like going over his press conference, things you like we're talking about in other podcasts, they just almost all have the exact same voice. And it's not that B.A. is just drilling them with – just say this mm-hmm. it's just what they all believe and that's why that's how awesome of a coaching staff they are they all be together and have the same beliefs and principles of what they want to teach and what they want to get out of these players mm-hmm. and then just looking at some of the snips from uh his press conference here he is about his o-line what what he likes to bring for the o-line uh gotta be physical gotta be smart uh, as you guys know the system's not very simple it's complicated uh if you can't learn, it's going to be hard for you to play. But we want to be the foundation of the football team. We're the heartbeat. Without us, if you can't, they don't play well, we can't run. They don't play well, we can't pass. So, you know, obviously defense helps win championships, but to me, offense is the key. And the offensive line is the backbone of the whole team, in my opinion. Strong and to the point. Yeah, I mean, that's well said. Uh, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, if you have a good offense line and you look at the two teams playing this week in the Super Bowl, their offense lines are their strengths. I mean, Patriots' offense line has been outstanding. Rams' O-line, same thing. Uh, Brady hasn't been sacked yet. Um, and then you look at what the Rams have been able to do running the football. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's where it starts. And I think Harold Goodwin and Bruce Arians understand that. I think they realize, you know, during their time in Arizona – you know, it just wasn't – it wasn't as good as it could be, um, you know. But when it was good, you know, look at their winning season. I think it was 2015 when they went 13-3. and three. Their offense line was one of the better units in the league. Only I think they allowed about – it was under 25 sacks. And then I'm not sure about the QB hits, but they did a good job of giving Palmer the time to, to uh, you know, make plays. And I think that's, that's critical. Yeah, I mean, it's not like – we're saying, oh, now this is the most important and this is the most important. It's just saying how much he kind of sees the O-line as that much of a importance and mm-hmm. what the team can do. Yeah, we have all these weapons. We were looking for a guy to say, okay, we need to fix the O-line. And we're only going to go as far as the O-line can take us kind of thing. We're not going to be able to pass. We're not going to be able to run unless the O-line actually blocks. <laughs> is that crazy to think? No, not at all. And I think <laughs> when you look at – you look at our offense last year. I mean, for for it to be able to do the things that it was able to do um, for the for most of the season, I think it kind of it dwindled towards the end of the end of the season. Kind of took a step back. But you look at it for you know the first six weeks of the season, the offense was you know pretty much clicking and we we're making things happen. Uh, and that was without a good to great offensive line, which is which is pretty remarkable. Um, you know. But that just shows you how good our weapons are and can be if you have the offense line doing what they're supposed to do. Yeah, yeah. And here's more about what he sees with our line right now and what he wants to bring to it as well. There's talent here, but we'll build it around them, like B has said. But I, I like a little bit of everything. And just being in college football, maybe some RPOs, uh, things of that nature. So 
we'll, uh, we'll try a little bit of everything. Whatever makes us uh, efficient on offense, we're going to do that. Yeah, I mean, that, that's smart. you got to be balanced. you got to be open-minded to new things. And I think RPOs is uh, definitely the way to make it easier for the offense line and make it easier on your quarterback as well. Uh, I think, you know, the Bucks did that a little bit last season, but not enough to my liking. Um, so that's good that they're open to new things and, and, and ability to uh, open it up and allow their players to be successful. Yeah, yeah. And there's more about him, about the O-line, and more about the principles that he has about the O-line. My thing I'm going to bring to them is just the fundamentals, being physical and knowing what to do. Because at some point, there's a time when I can't cross the white line and be on the grass that you guys got to fix this. You guys got to pick it up. So uh, that's what I'm going to try to instill in them. And like I said earlier, they're not playing good. You, write, you guys write dirty about me all you want. They're a reflection of me, and I promise you we'll play well. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> to yeah. the point, I yeah. promise you, it's a reflection on me. Yeah. And it's accountability thing. He's putting accountability, accountability on the players, and also it's on him too. If they're not playing good, it's he's telling you point blank, it's my fault because I'm not pushing them to be what they need to be or teaching them the right way. Right and then yeah. physical, mm-hmm. uh, physical accountability. That those are the two biggest things I got out of that one. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, accountability and yeah, being physical is definitely that's what this offense line needs. I think they have the guys up front to be physical, but um, for whatever reason, the the play calling and and matching it to what your personnel do, you know, does well wasn't there. Um, and I think that's something that's going to take place this season. Um, and we'll see. I mean, Ryan Jensen, I think, is definitely a, a good player. you got Ali Marpet. Now it's just about what you're going to build around around them and, and how you're going to get that unit on the same page going forward. Yeah, and, I mean, we, we talked mm-hmm. today, yesterday, this other day, like multiple times about Donovan Smith, what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. I like him at right guard if you can move him in. Your big thing is about the money. Yeah, I would not give him left tackle money to play right right guard, obviously. And mm-hmm. if he wants that, I'd let him walk. Yeah. Would I put a franchise tag on him and still have him play right guard? I probably wouldn't, no. But, I mean, that's all the fun part of the offseason. Mm-hmm. But he's a big physical guy, and he likes to run block. So, And I think he's more of a, a run blocker and guard body either way. He's big, stocky, and bit, just big. Mm-hmm. Like, don't make him move so much outside. Obviously, you see the speed rushers get him. He doesn't really get beat by power because he's so damn big. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, these are more things that we're going to see moving forward. But I guarantee he probably sees that big, immense body. And he's like, okay, I could use that. Mm-hmm. Well, and then here's a one more uh, clip of him talking about BH coach, BA's coaching staff and, again, how they all just think the same and how, how good it is that they work together. One of the things I like about working for BA, we don't do anything separate. When we game plan, everybody's in the room. Everybody has a say. It's not a dictatorship. It's not micromanaged. Uh, shoot, I'm the run game coordinator, but Byron may say, hey, I like this run. Or the running back coach say, hey, what about this? Uh, the receiver coach say, what about this? I love how we do things, and that's what makes us stay cohesive as a unit. And that way you can marry the run game to the passing game and all the play-action passes and so forth. So uh, I look forward to working with Brian in that role, Byron in that role, and uh, he's got all the pressure now, so let's get him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, no, that's great stuff by uh, Harold Goodwin. Um, yeah, I mean, he's right. You, you get the coaching staff together, and I like that, you know, they're all working as one. There is no dictatorship. There is no, um, 
you know, micromanaging, like he said. And I think that's, that's how it should be. I mean, you want to have different opinions, but you also want to come to the same conclusion. Um, you know, this is the best game plan we can, we can bring for this week. And I think that's, that's something that's definitely been missing around here for the last couple of years. And that's, that's refreshing that they're going to work that way. Yeah. And then he brings up Byron Leftwich, so pressure's on you, man. Uh, <laughs> but Hey, he's calling the plays. BA trusts him. Let's see what he's got. And he's, he's a, he was a quarterback in the NFL. I think he knows how to deal with the pressure. But then also, like, you made a point, like, last week about it in the podcast. Mm-hmm. Byron Leftwich saw what a shitty offensive line looks like. Yeah. And how vital and important it is. I guarantee Leftwich is right with mm-hmm. Goodwin saying, okay, yeah, we do need better O-line. Because yeah. my quarterback's getting eaten like he was last year. We're not going to get anything. We're going to see more just three-win seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and apparently, um, you know, what I've been hearing is, like, you know, Jason Light and his staff were at the Senior Bowl. They were at the Senior Bowl practices last week, and pretty much they were interviewing pretty much every offensive lineman, every defensive lineman. So they are definitely looking at the trenches as a priority, and, and that makes sense. I mean, when you look at it from this team and, you know, how they're built – um, you're definitely going to need some linemen in there to be, you know, you need some youth infused into that unit and then defense line, same thing. So, um, yeah, I think they know, you know, where the weakness lies on this team and you have to get strong up front. And I think that's going to be uh, the priority going forward. It's just, you know, how is that going to shape up? We just don't know yet, but that's what makes the off season exciting. Yeah, I agree. I mean, we said this last year to get stronger in the trenches. Yeah. It's still, I and mean, they didn't address it fully. They got one, but they didn't really address the other. Yeah. So they addressed big time the D-line last year. Let's see if they do the same thing to the O-line. Right. Right? Yeah. Right. With that, do you want to go into the questions? Yeah, let's let's go into that. And this will pretty much cover kind of the things we were talking about. Um, let's start with Tommy. Uh, he Here's a scenario. He says, uh, cut D-Jax, Curry, Bo Allen. Hopefully restructure GMC's contract or cut him. Sign Quan to approve it deal. Humphreys to long-term, sign Matthew, and franchise D. Smith. If GMC stays, draft Ed Oliver. Your thoughts? That's a lot of stuff yeah. going on. Yep, yep. Um, starting off with the, the cuts, cut D. Jax, Curry, and Allen. I'm with you on, I don't know if you drop that many defensive linemen. Okay. Right. Why, not, why not start with Unrein since he didn't really play? Right, yeah. And he's... He's probably I guess gonna, it was all concussions. He's probably going to retire. Right? Yeah. Either way, so that is one. Djax probably is going to go just to save money. Um, I agree with you there, Curry. I I would kind of keep. I know his contract's up, but yeah, not up, but like a higher yeah. capped eight, contract. Eight million. Yeah. But I mean, he's a good, good. How do you say this? Active rusher. Mm-hmm. It's not like he's always in the backfield, but he's always pushing. He's always pushing the pocket, and that was one thing he's really, really good at. Mm-hmm. Um, GMC's contract, I would like to restructure it. Let's see if he even wants that or if he even wants to be here. Yeah, That's another big question mark. Mm-hmm. Um, Humphreys, yes, please find a way to keep him. <laughs> and Donovan Smith, like I said, I, I would like to see him at right guard if we find a better left tackle. If not, mm-hmm. And you believe he can play left tackle? I wouldn't mind the franchise if just for one year and put him there. Right. But if you're going to move him to right guard, I would not franchise him. And Matthew, yeah, everyone wants Matthew. Yeah. I mean, it'd be a smart pickup. Let's see. Yeah. Let's see if BA can work his magic. Yeah, I mean, these are these are going to be the decisions that the Bucks have to face this offseason. I mean, 
I, I kind of, I definitely agree with DJX. Obviously, he's going to be gone. Um, G, Jim, uh, I can't speak. McCoy's contract. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's the big decision. I mean, $13 million, um, Yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I think he's gone. I, I just, with the, the messages that he's sending on Twitter and Instagram and all this, I'm like, I really just don't want him now because it's like it's just continuing whining and and it could be about nothing. It could be not about football, but at the same time, like who are you trying to fool? Um, so yeah, I mean, if he's here, great. If he's not, it's not gonna. I'm not gonna lose sleep over it. Um, you know, Quan to approve a deal. I think that's the best option for for Quan. To be honest, um, I don't see him getting tw- ten or twelve plus million dollars per year. No, way. Yeah. to me, I don't think so. Yeah, and then with Donovan Smith, that's that's the big question too. Um, you know, personally, it's like you let him test the market, but then he might get like closer to sixteen mil on the open market. It's <laughs> like, do you want to pay that? No. Um, yeah, so that's going to be the interesting to see what they do. I mean, they could put a transition tag on him and pay him twelve point five, but personally, I feel like that's just way overpriced. Um, and then, as far as if GMC stays, draft Ed Oliver, eh, I don't know. I mean, I think right now, if I'm looking at it, I think their best option is to trade down. I, I think you got to get um, more picks. I think you got to get more players that are on cheaper contracts and really build starters and quality depth through the draft. And, uh, you know, but we'll see. I mean, Ed Oliver would be a hell of a player to get. I mean, there's going to be a whole bunch of scenarios moving forward, especially with people falling in love with quarterbacks. I mean, I agree, but Ed Oliver is a high, high talent player. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you have a chance to take a guy that has that talent level and that, you already can see he's different than everyone else. I'm the one that would say to do it. Mm-hmm. If it's if it's all kind of similar, yeah, why not trade down, pick up more picks, and then fill more holes that you need to be filled. And I there's a lot of I think it's top heavy the offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. So I would why not try and get two of these good offensive linemen because they're not going to be there late. Right. You can't keep get trying to reach for the stars mm-hmm. in the fourth, fifth, sixth round. Get Caleb Beninox and and. Yeah. Hope from prey. Get guys are proven. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And this pretty much answers Tommy's next question. Do we address the O-line in free agency or in the middle rounds of the draft, at least with depth? Well, I think you pretty much answered the second part of that. Um, as far as free agency, I mean, I don't think there's going to be much out there. And usually in free agency, you're going to have to overpay. I don't know if the Bucks want to do that. Yeah, I mean, no. I You're going to – like, look what Jensen got. Mm-hmm. And – it's going to be something similar like that. You're going to put that much money. You're going to, to what? If you do get rid of GMC and Mich- Mission, uh, Deshaun Jackson, you're going to throw it all on the offensive line. I mean, I can maybe see them throwing some of it on Smith to keep him, but mm. I wouldn't see him signing a left tackle or right. a right guard. I don't know. We'll yeah. see. Yeah. If a right guard is someone they know, is Upati yeah. available? I mean, we'll see there, but. I, you can't throw that much money around. Yeah. <laughs> I would yeah. draft, draft, and keep them here. Yeah. I mean, the Bucks are going to definitely have to be on top of their, uh, you know, resources and how they allocate everything and making sure, like, we have pieces in every spot and making sure this team is complete as it can be. Because like Bruce Arians says, I mean, he's not about reloading or he's not about rebuilding. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's about reloading. Um, so this is definitely going to be trying to win now. And that that gets into 
the next question from Tommy. Arians replaced 15 of 22 starters in Arizona when he took over. Jeez. Do you see that sort of turnaround? I mean, it's, is that true? Yeah, I think so. 15 of 22. Yeah. Holy shit. I don't know if I would go that big. I don't think it's going to be that big of a turnaround. I, I, I think he'll definitely have his impact in free agency and in the draft and, and definitely add some players that he's familiar with. But I wouldn't say it's going to be drastic. No, and he said it in the press conference mm-hmm. himself. He's like, the Cardinals, he walked in. It wasn't anywhere near as right. good as the situation yeah, is walking in. the core is already here. Yeah, so. like the, you're not going to be changing much in the offense besides offensive line and maybe running back. D, defense, D-line's pretty good considering mm-hmm. – I mean, even if you do get rid of GMC or you do keep them, like if you do keep them, you don't change much. You got four good starters. Yeah. And your secondary, you've drafted so many damn people themselves. You you just add here and there. Yeah. Yeah. But to me, like the biggest overhaul will be probably O line. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it will definitely be, yeah, definitely a priority up front. And there will probably be some definitely new faces on both sides of O line and D line. Uh, and then secondary, I think that's where we could maybe add a veteran uh, or two. Um, but let's go to the next question. This is by Ryan Nix. Do you think not addressing the O-line in the first round would be a mistake, seeing how there isn't much upgrades in free agency or in the middle and later rounds of the draft? That's a great question. I mean, it's offensive line tonight. <laughs> I mean, it's true. I mean, we, yeah. we did offensive line coach yeah. and now offensive line questions. So it's 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 not going to be a mistake. I mean, if Ed Oliver's there, mm-hmm. I can see them taking it, especially if they got rid of GMC earlier. If he's not there, I would easily trade down and just get more so you can get get more talent to fill in spots, right? Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I, I am one that I like, like I said, the top-heavy offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. After that, if you wait, they're kind of going, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? So, and the the best guys, Jonah Williams, he could be gone too when when mm-hmm. we pick. Yeah, you don't know. Um, Dalton Risner, huge fan of him. Yeah, or Reisner, forgive me. Yeah, he's good. Huge fan. He's not going to make it to the second round. People think he is. He's not. Uh, what's Lindstrom? Mm-hmm. He, I don't know. He's by him and Garrett Bradbury are the two best guards. Yeah, they're good. Like, I mean, you got Cody Ford out there. Um, you got. Do you uh, wait or do you yeah. trade down and take one in the first round? I don't know. Yeah, and then you got, I mean, once you get after those top names, yeah, you get into a group where it's just they're all kind of the same and it's like trying to decipher who's better and all that. But, yeah, I mean, there's there's a couple names. You know, you got Yanni, I uh, can't pronounce his last name. I think it's Kai, Kai Juice from West, West Virginia. Virginia. Yeah, West Virginia, a decent. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's, there's not much. Jawan Taylor from Florida, he's okay, not great, but – got upside but other than that yeah donovan smith (laughs) lookalike yeah (laughs) um but yeah other than that i think offense line is is definitely going to be picked a lot in those first two rounds so that's what i'm saying like if you can trade down add draft capital we'll have the ability to trade back up into the first round i think it's definitely going to be an option um because you want to make sure you get some of those top quality uh offense tackle or guard um but yeah yeah, great question. Or, and then just to – if you do trade down and get a crap ton of picks, mm-hmm. you can get that running back that you want that can catch a ball. Right. You can get another guard. You can get 
mm-hmm. an edge rusher or a corner, whatever you're really wanting that's still there. Yeah, you have options. And yeah, you have, and that's you can move around in the draft. Yeah, and that's the thing with like the defensive side of the ball. I know people are talking about corners and, and defensive line. That's where it's deep in this draft. You have you have guys that will be available late third round, early day three on on the fourth round. I mean, we talked about the the Kalen Saunders guy today. I mean, he has a chance to be there on day three. You just never know. So. It's definitely yeah, it's definitely deeper, you know, on that side of the ball, and I think that's where you can wait, and that's where we'll probably add, you know, defensive players. But then, you know, like we said earlier with Ed Oliver, I mean, he's elite talent. So, I mean, if he's your best option at five, and they can't trade down, then you know that's that's where you have to go. But I mean, we'll see. Uh, let's put it this way: I would not be mad. Yeah, exactly. At all. Yeah, we got Ed Oliver. Yeah, and you know, I had a couple people. I think I was uh, Billy Marshall from. Uh, Carolina Panthers Twitter. He was telling, talking to me about, you know, is, would you take a D tackle that high again after you took Vita Vea? I was like, you know, you can never have enough good linemen. I mean, any any chance you have to add a good lineman, whether it be offensive line, defensive line, you got to do it. And um, to put a guy like Oliver next to Vea, I mean, that's that's t- that's tempting. It's a very tempting option. So. Yeah, because the game's built around the quarterback. So exactly. what is it? Yeah. Who can protect him, or who can get to him? And mess up the pass right right so those are that's why they get paid usually the most so if we we need to to rush the quarterback so mm-hmm. our secondary can have help and be aggressive like they need to be yeah. under Todd Bowles offense or defense then yeah we need guys that can get to the quarterback or that can mm-hmm. be disruptive like Ed Oliver is extremely quick twitched and he can bend he can do things that normal defensive tackles can't do yeah a lot of people are comparing comparing him to Aaron Donald on the little the hands movements, like all yeah. this quick twitch stuff, like, and he's put him next to Vita Bay and play them differently in different techniques, different formations. Like, yeah, that's crazy. And then you have JPP and Nassib standing up, moving around. Mm-hmm. You can do a lot of stuff. Right. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, would be fun to see. And, uh, last question from Buckball podcast. This is from JT. Um, Great question. Why do we park on a driveway and drive on a parkway? Got me, got, got me there. That's a great question. We got to Google. Yeah. That's something is we there, Google. Yeah. Is there a correct answer for this? Like, um, I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> why? Yay. Why? Yeah. No comment. All I can say is Google's your best friend on that one. Yeah, yeah, I agree. JT, um, yeah, we're going to have to get you on here, uh, you know, soon. Uh, I was on his podcast, I think, earlier this this last season, I think, for the Giants week, and uh, great guy. Um, but, yeah, definitely we'll we'll try to get you on here, too, and, and talk some Bucks football and among other things, and we'll maybe we'll try to figure out that question and uh, <laughs> see why we park on uh, driveways and drive on parkways. But, yeah. Makes no sense. <laughs> I get. I don't know. That's probably not similar to Iceland and Greenland, but I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Iceland's more green. Greenland's more ice. Yeah, there you it's go. Just opposites. I don't know why. Yeah. But <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, uh, any more questions or anything? I don't think we have anything else. Uh, let's see. Oh, we did get a shout-out from I am a burger and fries kind of guy. <laughs> he goes, man, at Real Bucks Talk isn't as big – a Whitehead fan as I am. He has a picture with his jersey of Whitehead. Oh, hell yeah. So, yeah, that's awesome. We're big supporters of Jordan Whitehead. We think he's got lots of, lots of potential. And, 
I at mean, least he knows we're huge fans of Whitehead. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah. I, now I'm going to have to get on his level. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think he's going to have a big year, especially under this defense. I mean, him being aggressive towards the line of scrimmage, being able to blitz and, and, and cause havoc. And hopefully he stays healthy. I mean, he had some injuries uh, that he had to deal with. So hopefully but him. guess what? He played through a lot of them. He did, yeah. I mean, he was on the field pretty much all season. Um, now I just got to get Justin Evans on the same boat, and hopefully they can both be out there. Uh, a lot because that was fun to watch. Yeah, there. I I have big. I have, I have high value in all mm-hmm. of our safeties right now. Yeah, or those two. And if we do get Matthew, yeah, exactly. And Andrew Adams as well. I mean, so yeah. those that's good depth right there. Um, but yeah, other than that, I didn't really have anything else. Um, yeah, just getting into uh, more draft talk as we get closer. Um, got the combine coming up this upcoming month in February. So excited about that. Um, free agency so we're probably gonna hear more rumors as we get going here getting closer to february i know you got some there's some deadlines coming up um so it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out but yeah but a majority of those are in march so the combine combines february 26th mm-hmm. march 5th is a franchise tag deadline march 13th free agency begins april 1st is new coaches begin so a lot of good stuff coming up. Yeah, <laughs> usually once we get into the combine, you start hearing some things and 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 movement starts to begin because the agents, yeah, the GMs, they're all there. So um, it's a it's an exciting time. But yeah, I mean, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It was fun. Uh, you know, talked a little bit about you know Super Bowl anniversary, and hopefully we can get back there this year. That'd be awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, draft talk. Uh, offense. At, at least get there by twenty twenty one. I mean, it's here again. Yeah, exactly. That'd be that'd be great. You know, finally. Someone plays in the home stadium. That would be cool. Um, But, yeah, uh, other than that, I think we're going to come back later this week. Going to have another special guest on, I think, hopefully. Hopefully we can get another special guest on and talk some more football and just talk uh, life in general. It'll be fun. So with that, go Bucks and enjoy the rest of your week.